We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. The baseball season is go, go, go. It's nonstop, relentless for every night, six straight months, and then hopefully another month in October. You also have work, friends, family, and a million other things going on. That's when you reach for a Coors Light. It's made to chill. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. I mean, the mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. Is there anything better than opening up your refrigerator after a long day, seeing that icy cold Coors Light can or bottle in your fridge? The answer is no. There's nothing better. That's why when it's time to chill, you choose Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So that's why when you want to hit reset, reach for a beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your hosts, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Bronx Pinstripe Show, episode 344. Well, I said it was going to be the most important homestand of the season. That This 10 games, what'd they do? 9-1. and one. They showed up. No lull before the London series. Could have easily gone poorly this series. It didn't. They swept the Blue Jays. 9-1. and one. Good things. Good things, Scott. Very good things, especially today, man. Walking out of that series with a win after what Paxton does is uh, super surprising. It was, it almost, it really felt like it. Uh, you know, after Paxton gives up five runs, what two innings, three innings, you're, you're like, oh, punt. See, this, this is a punt. See game. you this Saturday in London. Game. Yep, Judge is going to come out of the game. We're going to get guys coming out and and you know making sure they don't get hurt. Sessa's going to come in and and just pitch for the rest of the game, but no. They came back immediately and um, and and really set the tone. So keep doing yeah, it. Yeah, it was a 
pretty ridiculous series. Pretty ridiculous series. Or homestand. Yeah, it's about to be... Uh, if you thought this was crazy, crazy homestand, it's about to be a circus. Um, London, I think, it's just going to be two games, but I think it's going to feel like more because there's going to be so much going on around it. I know the players have to do... Um, there's like workout day, there's media, there's all this, there's all this pageantry around it. So it, it's going to be, it's going to be cool. I think to watch from afar, but I think yeah. the players, I, I'm sure they're excited. I know CC Sabathia has said he's excited. It's one of the things he came back for is this London. Well, series. Of course he's excited. He didn't have to do shit. Well, he, I think he might pitch. <laughs> Maybe. I think he's going to pitch on Sunday. Um, I mean, right now they're looking at some of the B guys. They're ta- they're thinking it's, it's a, it's an opener. Situation. Oh God, you go all the way to London. Hey, baseball fans, try and understand the opener. Hey, UK, yeah, well, hey, I mean, UK that, sports fans, we're we're bullpenning on your ass. Maybe this is their maybe this is their their grand plan to, to actually to get the opener involved because they could see the Brits embracing the opener. Yeah, who knows? But it's uh yeah it it, it it'll be interesting because it could be Chad Green. There's a uh, I was reading an article. Uh, so first of all. JJ's on this episode. I recorded with him for 30 minutes. He'll be on the, the end of this episode. We go into a lot of different London things. Him and Keith are going to be over there. So the George's Box guys are going to be doing content from London. We talked about uh, what he's expecting. Um, and then also some of the roster moves that are happening around the, the weekend. Clint Frazier, because we know uh, JJ certainly has some, some interesting opinions on Clint Frazier uh, just from knowing him. And uh, I think next week what we're going to do is get Keith on to recap everything. So yeah, um, the George's Box guys will be on on the podcast uh, over the next few episodes. But I was reading a Wall Street Journal article, and did you know there's a a national baseball uh, league in or I think it's called NBL National Baseball League of the UK. It's just a, like an independent league of I, I think I've heard of this. I don't know um, if it's independent. It's certainly not professional. They literally play in like a park. But uh, yeah. the best team in that league, their name are they're the London Mets. So it is uh-huh. complete bizarro world when it comes to baseball over there. Yeah, I mean, is that? It sounds like it's almost like an adult league, though. It's I think it's like, like a step a, up from adult league. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, look, it's a new game out there. They uh, they got a just from talking with with Joey when he was at the uh, the event, the Red Sox event, the. Um, uh, British, I'm sorry, baseball Brit on Twitter. He's the guy who's been traveling around and going to all the different different parks and trying to hit 162 games. He's actually going to be going to way more than that, I think, because he's going to like college and minor leagues and all sorts of stuff too. Um, but just listening to his story and like talking about how how it's it's uh, viewed over there, it's it's interesting because it's it's really not at all. There, there's there's minorities that that pay attention, I think, and partly because the games are so late. I mean, that's a problem. Um, yeah, I mean, for, they're playing the viewing audience. The games are literally in the middle of the night. Yeah, exactly. So it's a, it's not like it's an easy thing to do. And then, you know, if you're going to you can't really watch the games live. And then I guess when you wake up, you can already find out what's happened. So it's it's uh, it's tough to get in, embrace it in that way because of the time change, I think. Um, but, yeah, it's just interesting in how they uh, how they're starting to to get this brand new sport that's been around for so long for us. The uh, so I don't know if you've noticed this, but most of the people that come over to one of our events from Europe or the UK or anything have spent some time in the United States, right. which means that's how they got into baseball. Uh, I know, uh, I believe his name is Norval, who was at the last event. He yes. or not the last? He was at the last event I was at. He uh, was from Germany and Austria. Brus- Brussels, I think. He lived in New York City and worked in New York City for some time. And he, I think he right. was here in like the late 90s. So like 
doesn't get any better as far as watching Yankees baseball than the late 90s. Yeah, no, there, there's some, some kind of a tie, I think, that is. And then even, even Joey's really gotten involved with baseball and started watching it when he was teaching in, I think it was Korea uh, or Taiwan, but I think it was Korea, where baseball is obviously, you know, a big pastime out there. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't where in London or, or, or uh, the UK where he got that, you know, where he got that fix, where he, where he got addicted, I guess. It was, it was somewhere where it was, uh, you know, more prevalent. And that makes a lot of sense, right? Like why... I think that's why soccer has taken so damn long to, t- to get uh, to take on in the U.S. Just because it's uh, it, there was no pro you know series, there was no pro team, there was no pro league, and and I and I and then it's not like college soccer is a big deal by any means. I mean, means. still the MLS you, is kind of like a minor league. Yeah, but it's still at least something. And but now, I mean, I, I'll speak completely naively about soccer because I really don't follow it at all. The, but the only thing that we had growing up at least for me and for most people, I think, was the, you know, World Cup. Like every, however many years, yeah. four years or whatever it is, you have the World Cup and you have uh, the Olympics. That's that, that's all the soccer I'd, and that was just, you know, I'm rooting for the USA. I don't care what sport it is. Right. Yeah. No, that makes sense. So, so I think it's going to be interesting how, because they've already been talking about how there's other sporting, more, more important sporting events to British people going on this weekend. So, oh yeah, yeah there, there's like the Women's World Cup. There's right. there's other things going on that they will rather pay attention to than a new event like like Major League Baseball. It, but they're not going to care. I think the the story is not the games. The story is the fact that this is happening. It's an event. It's a it's a big deal. Right. It's 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 um, London on the world stage in a very new way. So I think the story there is not. It's not totally the the, the players on the field. It is for us. But for everybody over there, it's like, wow, all these players are coming to London for for our benefit so that we can see this game. But they're here in this big stadium. And, you know, they're preparing the stadium like it's like an Olympic venue almost, it seems like, because they're doing so much yeah. stuff to it. So it's it's kind of crazy and how the preparation and like all the hype and buildup is happening around it. To me, that's the big story is like the event, the it's actual. Like a, it's like back in like the the 19 early 1900s when they used to do barnstorming tours and like Babe Ruth would just go travel and just play baseball just to get people interested in baseball. Yeah. I, yeah on a much bigger scale. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. It, I mean, it's, it's kind of like the Super Bowl, honestly, the, the everybody's go they're taking over a town. There's two teams coming in, bunch of people from all over the place are going there to watch this, you know, these games, it's the Yankees and the Red Sox. I mean, they, they literally did this for a reason, the biggest rivalry in baseball in sports. So it's a spectacle is what it is. Not that they would ever do this because um, this is the All-Star game. Do you think they would benefit from playing the All-Star game in London? Yeah, I think they would. I think it would probably be a similar a similar feeling, honestly, for them. Only, only they'd see more. Well, I mean, they're seeing a bunch of well, superstars. Well, you're, you're getting 60 superstars. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're getting a lot of them on the, no, on the, the Yankees, Yankees and the Red, Red Sox. Sox though, I know too. that, but, but then at least... Because so, you get the people who complain that... Can't believe they're wasting regular season games going over there, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I mean, I think it would be interesting. It's Again, it's an exhibition game, though. I think they wanted this to be a game that actually mattered and counted on the field. Right. And I think that's you know, part of it, getting the real, the real game rather than some kind of fluff version of the game. Well, if you're not going to be over in London and, you want, and you're in New York City or a New York City area, you want to watch the game with us, we're going to be at Tavern 29 on Saturday afternoon. Bunch of people have already confirmed going to the bar to watch the game. Uh, check it out in the Facebook group, or we made a meetup event. Uh, you can tweet me if you have questions about that. 
And then very shortly after that, July 6th, Tampa invasion is happening. The shirts have been decided on. Have we have we tweeted those out yet? Is that is that out yet or are these a surprise as well? Uh, they're not necessarily a surprise. I just haven't sent them out yet just because there's been 8 billion things going on. But um, they are set. They're being printed currently, and they actually are going to be sent out uh, probably tomorrow or the next day. So everybody should be getting them you know, early to middle of next week. I'm excited. It, the, basically what we're going in is, is the, the shirt, the theme of the shirt is the Bronx Power Company. And we're going to mock the trap as much as we possibly can. Mock the trap. Like that. I plan on getting glow lights for people, like bracelets and 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 like and like necklaces and crap that we can just put on. I just want to be. I want to make sure that if the power goes out, we're gonna find our way. I, there was a suggestion on Twitter at someone like glow in the dark shoes. Couldn't really get the shoes in time. Couldn't get everybody's size. That would have been a really large <laughs> pain in my lot. ass. Yeah. Um, so next best thing, I'm gonna get a, just a bunch of crap that glows, and people can put them on their shoes if they want. I think we bet you better hope that something bad. As far as the stadium happens, like a ball hits a speaker and it would have been a home run, but it's an out or something falls down or like something crazy happens just just to add to the ridiculousness of that stadium because the Rays are already looking to get out of there. They want to go play in Montreal. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I, I do hope something happens. I want to see this debauchery live and in person debauchery. personally. Yeah, I want to debauchery. see I want to see debauchery. debauchery. Yeah, it's a it's a hard. Ch- it's a k- never right? heard it with the way. times. The um, but yeah, I do. Want, I want to see something. But I don't want to see it hit a speaker because that's just gonna piss me <laughs> off. If the lights go out, that would be perfect. So if we could, so if if uh, if someone could, if we could like Kramer out there and like you know kick a cord or something, that'd be that'd be perfect. July twentieth is the next Bronx event against Colorado, and then Saturday, August thirty first is our last regular season event against Oakland. Those are up on the website. If you want to get tickets to those, go check it out. And quickly, the July 20th, like that one's coming up around the bend. So I got to order those shirts at some point in the near future, too. So we're probably cutting the T-shirts off on Sunday of this weekend um, because we usually order them the, the week, the week and a half before the event. So uh, that one's rapidly. I mean, that's an easy T-shirt. Just like, thank you for DJ LeMahieu. Yeah, but it's probably going to be something similar to that. <laughs> I was thinking about holding out the, uh, the, the machine um, uh, T-shirts for, for that game, but. I couldn't wait. Right. Yeah, those two shirts, those t-shirts are too good to to hold for the event. Got to got to get those up as soon as possible. Okay. The Yankees are 52 and 28. That's it. Through 80 games. They're one shy of a half season of baseball. And they're on a 105 win pace. That's pretty good, isn't it? Five I mean, that's, better. I'd say that's five right. better than last year and yeah. many many players have missed significant time due to injury and yet another player is back on the injured list. John Carlos Stan. Yeah, man, that was a, that was kind of a devastating blow. Like I, I really thought that when he got pulled out of that game, first of all, initially it looked like it was his hand. They just stepped on his hand, yeah. and that was the reason why he went out. But no, um, you know, it's just it's unfortunate. Obviously, it's something that's flaring back up. From I guess the, is it or when he got hit? did he injure it sliding? Because I know he kind of took an awkward slide. It's a contusion. So whatever the hell that means. Contusions can be interpreted in 8,000 ways. Uh, MRI was clean. Contusions, uh, it is a bruise. I mean, that's what it, the definition is. It's a sprained is. knee. It's, okay, but a contusion can be a deep bone bruise. And when you have one, it, you know, it can act like a sprain. Do you want me to, do you want me to get into the medical yes, terms Yes, I this? do. I've been waiting okay. for this. I can't believe it <laughs> took 12 minutes. But for real, if you have a contusion, it can, it can be whatever 
it can be, you know, depending on the person. It depends on how, how effective you it is. Are, it, how so, whether, if you have soft bone, how, if you have hard how bones. Your why, how your why yeah. your soft tissue is. I mean, it can be so you're saying Giancarlo is. is a little weak. He's a little fragile. He's a little frail. No, but what could there could be some, um, some some areas around his knee that are prob- that are going to be that can be aggravated more easily because of his previous injuries. So he comes back for like a week, and he finally yeah. has a big night against the Astros. Four RBIs, the 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 game that you guys were all at. Then he hits a home run, and. It, it, now he's back on the injury list. Is this going to be one of those seasons for John Carlos Stanton where we look back at the end of the year and say, well, there's a totally lost season from a $30 million guy? I, I don't know. It doesn't seem like this one's going to be a long, a long deal. There, there's a, so there's a lot of time coming up right now that's going to be dead air. You know, They got the whole London series. They got the All-Star break coming up. Um, so honestly, like the fact that he's going on the disabled list or injured list right now, it's not that serious. It's you know he's gonna be reevaluated in ten days. Okay, so, so that, there's a I mean, realistic chance that he's he's just out again, and then we'll see him after the All Star break. Exactly. So he may he may miss a very short amount of actual baseball time, but yeah, it's not it's not good. We, I mean, we do have a, a Boston Red Sox series coming up. Just so, so happens to be a spectacle in London, but there are two games against the Red Sox, who I think are ten back in the loss column at this. They're point. They're nine back 10. in the standings, ten back nine. in the loss column. So, but what, yeah. I'm, what I'm saying is like, that. okay, so Stanton misses maybe another two two weeks, two plus weeks, and then he's back to square one with trying to get a swing back. I, I really think they're they're definitely being overly cautious on this one because if you remember last year, like this is something that he would have probably played through when Judge he and did all play these other guys were hamstring. down. Yes, and he uh, there were. It was it just a hamstring? I thought there was something going on with. Uh, I know yeah, the major, the major one in when he went into his his slump, extended yeah. slump. It was a hamstring, a sore hamstring. Right. Yeah, but I mean, he he obviously powered through a lot because the team didn't have much as far as reserves. Now it seems like this team is like, you know, just overloaded with guys who can play. So you might as well get right, especially with all the amount of time that that we're going to be off baseball coming up in the near future. So it seems like a convenient thing to do honestly right yeah you just you stanton goes on the injured list you call up clint for, i mean mikey t oh, what? <laughs> gotta gotta play some defense baby gotta play some defense i know you and jj get into this uh and talk about this whole situation the jj's got some intimate knowledge or you know knows clint uh, on a personal level as well so there's there's a little bit extra there but man i tell you what if, if clint frazier could play some defense and, and that wasn't the uh the big problem in his game then I think that he would be one of the guys that are that's going to London. But I think that's the thing that's holding him back right well, now. Well, if you're saying that because if he could play defense and then he didn't have those terrible errors which triggered the media meltdown, then right. yes, he would still be on the roster. But I don't think this specific instance is because of his defense. I think this is a punishment. I explain myself more. We explain both we explain ourselves more why we think this way. But this is, I, I think it makes sense to call Clint Frazier up right now. You're going to be facing a left-handed pitcher over the weekend. He's a right-handed bat. You have Gardner and you have Talkman in the outfield, which means one of those guys is going to be playing against a left-hander. It actually makes sense on paper to have Clint Frazier in the lineup, and they're not doing it. I, maybe this is 5% defense if you want to say it's a factor, if they're going to hide behind his defense, if they're going to hide behind the fact that, um, that he uh, – you know, he needs to get regular playing time, all that kind of stuff, fine. But I think this is because of what happened a couple weeks ago. 
So they're taking him out of his. He, they would be taking him out of you know a whole lot of normalcy, and taking him over there t- into this big, de- just complete. <laughs> it's a shit circus. Show. It's a circus. Yeah, it's, it's a shit show. Let's all be honest of, of what's happening now. A, a guy that that is that has is prone to being emotional at, at times and and you know kind of do things off the cuff a little bit. Do you think that would be a great situation for him to be in with all of that noise and all of that stuff happening? They're scared, especially They're scared of what what could happen with the. No, I just don't think it's. A, I, I think it's 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 um it's also a convenience that that he does not play defense. Yeah, oh, that's easy, and, easy excuse, and all of that. But I think it's also real because if someone were to go down, they do need defensive, um, you know, people to go out there and play defense at the end of games. Possibly, look, it's just. That if he if he plays defense, he's probably there. I I, I do think that, but I think all the other stuff definitely keep, makes it easier to keep him back. Mm. Yeah. Speaking of guys being sent down, Jonathan Holder got sent down because he single handedly almost ruined the game on Monday, and then had kind of a, a snowball trickle down effect that ha- that affected the bullpen the entire week. I think the Yankees are lucky they have two off days right now because what Holder did with an eight run lead on Monday where he went home run, single, 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 grand slam, no outs, five runs. You had to pull him. Almost completely derailed the plans for the next few days. It's eerily similar to, as to what happened with Chad Green. I know. It's happening to, to, to Holder and the fact that he's, uh, you know, just, just lost, can't get outs, just can't get outs. And, you know, he was, to his credit, he, he was uh, – if Cliff Frazier wants to, to look at how you handle yourself after a game, watch what Jonathan Holder did because he sat there and took it and answered every question that came and, um, you know, didn't have any answers, but he stood there and, and you know, said words to them and right. basically exactly. said, I'm, I'm not good. That's all you I'm have to good. do. You, you, say, you say words. You, don't even, you just yeah. say the words. You don't I'm even bad have to mean right them. now. I need to figure it out. Oh, look, non-story. Right. Or positive story. Look, he's going to go down and... Get it right. right. He's, he's going to go focus. Trying hard. He's going to go focus. I loved this. I don't know why I found this so funny. Boone said the conversation with Holder was one of the more difficult ones he had uh, this season. He told him to work on fastball command and sharpening his breaking ball. Duh. <laughs> Make your pitches better. Yeah. I mean, Make and, your and pitches better. Maybe you won't give up 13 runs in your last five and a third innings. So so sharper breaks uh-huh. and better location on the yeah. fastball. Got it. I, I guess that's all you need to do. That's all you need to tell people in order to be a pitching coach. <laughs> well, um, that is Boone though. He's not the pitching Whatever. coach. Whatever. He, he he's you know he's making sure that people. Larry Rothschild gives him a little bit more specifics. Yeah. With with all that. Hey yeah. hey, uh, Aaron Hicks is struggling right now. Aaron, why don't you hit the ball out of the ballpark? Oh, I didn't even think of that. Aaron, see the ball better. Yeah, okay. see it better. Let's see the ball better and then. Make better contact. Yeah, make yeah. Barrel it up. Barrel that ball up. And hit it, <laughs> control hit it farther. Hit the, you're Aaron, not hitting control, the ball far enough. Oh, okay. Control that strike zone. Yeah, yeah, great, great advice. No, it's um, but he is going to go down and obviously work on it and try to figure it out. Uh, you know, to me, it's it's one of those things where you got to get the confidence back, similar to what Chad Green. So go pick on some AAA guys. Yeah, hopefully it works. Well, hopefully you can do that. It worked for Chad um, Green. Yeah, but not initially. Not initially. No, he went so, down there and, and struggled, but then he came back. So. He had so I have some numbers on Chad Green as well. He uh, so since returning as a reliever, eight games, seven and two thirds innings, eleven hits, two earned runs. It's a two point three five ERA. That's as a reliever. Yeah. 
Overall, since returning, he's also been very good. And as an opener, he's pitched 10 and two-thirds innings in seven appearances, 2.53 ERA, nine hits, three earned runs, two home runs. Both of those home runs came in the same opening scenario. If you remember, I believe it was against Tampa where he drilled the guy in the forehead. Why do we, why do we have to call them an opener? Why can't we just call them a starter when they are? You, you, I, I honestly think it's be. I think they, teams call them openers because starting pitchers make more money. Uh, you think it's a, you think it's a negotiation ploy? Yes. You're not a real starter. You're an opener. Yes. Because you're just it's, a starting pitcher like, that goes it, one in. It's inning. like when uh, Randy Levine didn't want to call uh, Dylan Batances a closer. He wanted to call him a relief yeah. pitcher. I mean, language does matter. It does. It does. When in contract negotiations, I started ten <laughs> games for you. Doesn't matter if I only went one inning. A starter, I, I started the games. Starters yeah. make more money than relief pitchers. And there's there's a precedent. Okay, that makes sense. You got me. That's a good one. I just thought of it out there. <laughs> I'm like, you know, it's it's kind of annoying. Why can't we just call him a starter that goes one inning? Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Brian, Ken- ask Brian Kenny. Yeah. Anyway, sidetrack. What'd you ask me? <laughs> I don't remember. What I was saying. What I was saying though. I think the I think the comparison between Holder and Chad Green is a good one because we saw Chad Green go down. Uh, figure his stuff out. He worked on his mechanics. He came back up. And yeah, I know he had, a, he had that rough outing against Tampa early on, but largely it was, a, it was better. He was seeing better results than he was when he, got set, than when he previously was up and then had to get sent down. So I think it is a confidence thing. Jonathan Holder was a good relief pitcher last year. He's a better relief pitcher than giving up missiles all over the ballpark. Well, and also, I mean, it's not just, not just a confidence thing, but it, it's also a, you know, you're, you're, you're able to have more focused eyes on you too, I think, you know, that are really just trying to fix what you're doing because, because Chad Green found a mechanical flaw. You know, now his, the, the hand placement or where he breaks his hands, like that was something that he came back up with that, you know, he found, identified, saw results in the minor leagues, then got the confidence back as he's, you know, tweaking those mechanics. And maybe it's just one of those little mind things that's like, this really isn't going to help him, but let's just tell him so we can get his mind right. And like, yeah. maybe he'll think that's the, the placebo effect. Yeah. It could, so it could be something along those lines where, you know, let's just find a problem yeah. and fix it. Yeah. Whether it's a real problem or not, who cares? Let's just find it. Make sure that we can get back mechanically. Make sure that we can start hitting our uh, our spots, like our, our our muscles know where to go, like they have been going for a long time and being effective. That way, our brain can say, "Okay, you guys are all doing your job. I'm good again. Let's go. I, I'm I'm able to pitch out of jams." Well, it was kind of interesting timing on the hel- the holder meltdown because Sean, who does the uh, intern work for George's Box, is a huge. Yep. A holder fan for whatever reason i saw him tweeting out some stats comparing holders k percentage walk percentage and and fip they were actually very eerily similar to zach Britton and adam Adovino, but the overall numbers and results were not the same for for holder and Britton and Adovino. and then the, the meltdown happened and there's no way you couldn't send a guy down after that kind of performance you get no outs you get no outs and you give up five runs you got to send a guy down although it did happen last year you remember that game in fenway Jonathan Holder gave up seven runs and got no outs. Yeah. This one just felt felt very bad. Well, it felt like he, <laughs> he couldn't throw the ball in the strike zone without having it be hit hard. Right. I mean, you when you're when you're getting hit for you don't want to send that guy back out again at the major league level just to, to you know get tanked again. So it's almost more beneficial for honestly for him to go and just figure it out rather than trying to 
um, do that on a major league level, I think, especially with when they have and, and you know, Tarpley's come up and Tarpley's look really good. So, you know, watch out because if he's if he's very good and he continues to stay effective, he's more he's more of a of a value out there because he's a left handed pitcher. So Tarpley it'll be, has had a couple of good appearances. Cortez Jr. in tight game in tight games too. Tarpley's come in and in one run games back to back in high leverage mm-hmm. situations and handled it very well. Yeah, and Cortez Jr. has been backing up Chad Green. Um I I I really do think that we're gonna see an opener all year. Yeah, I mean it's possible. I know that um Herman's throwing a rehab soon and we're we're gonna see how this thing plays out. And I don't know if we'll see one all year because I mean, I still I still believe that Herman's going to come back, whether you're whether you're thinking that he's going to use one for him or or whatnot. But you know, the trade deadline's still coming. We're going to be talking about that. They're going to go get somebody. So unless I still think know, they're going to have to limit Herman's injuries. innings, though. Yeah, like he's he, he's not going to just go back in the rotation every five days. So maybe he goes in the rotation every six days, and then they use an opener in place of him. But don't don't really get anyone else out of line. But you get an opener for Herman days. Yeah, it's possible. It's 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 possible because they are going to uh, control those innings. So, yeah, uh, CC who pitched on Monday. So this was another good start for CC, although it didn't start out well. He ended up going six innings and only two runs. He threw the most pitches he's thrown all season, over a hundred. I don't understand these home road splits. So at home, Sabathia has thrown thirty nine innings and has a two point three one ERA and a 635 OPS allowed, and he is 4-1 in those, in those uh, games. Those games came against the White Sox, the Royals, the Mariners, twice against Tampa, Boston, and Toronto. And then on the road, 30 innings, 21 earned runs. That's a 6.3 ERA, 1,032 OPS. So all-stars. Everyone's an all-star hitting off of him on the road. And he, he himself is 1-3, and, and he's pitched against the Angels, Arizona, Tampa, Baltimore, Cleveland, and the White Sox. What is going when you were on? Look, when you were looking at these by chance, do you remember the walks? Uh, that's that's one thing that I, I'm not seeing. But the the walks, I'm curious as to I'll where they are right because now. yeah, because I'm, I'm you know that's one thing that we've been talking about with CC is that the way that he's pitching right now, he's got to nibble. He's got to he's got to be around the. I don't I want to use that word nibble actually ever again. It reminds me of somebody bad. So the um, sunny <laughs> God. I just like had the shakes. I just got like chills and like shivers because I said that. Uh, but he has been working on the corners. He's got to work off the plate more to be effective. He can't be over the heart of the plate because he's not blowing guys around. So this is this is the new CC. So uh, I'm interested to see when we're looking at those, you know, what the walk difference is because the hits are not that different. He's giving up more hits per inning because he's pitched more at home. Um, but obviously the runs are significant. They're doubled. So well, that's he's a, not that's giving a big up deal. more hits per inning. He's given up less. He's only given up 31 hits in 39 innings at home. 37 No, I know. Hits. Yeah, what I'm saying is he's giving up more hits on the road. Right. And 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 the um, so the base runners are there too, but I'm curious what the walks yeah, are like. My computer as well. is just crawling right now. Either way, either way, whether the walks are there or not, he's giving up the hits too. So what that means to me is that he's he's over the uh, over the plate too much and not there. So in fact, those those are those are outings where his walks could actually be down. Uh, where at home he's you know pitching around people and, and not not afraid to walk guys, um, but the base runners are there and he's doing so. I, I I mean I got there's no logical reason why that is home and road. He's more comfortable at home. He's he knows the um, he's got more bats at home, so he's you know doesn't have as much pressure and can can pitch a little bit more loose. I guess. Mm-hmm. 
He's actually uh, he's walked more per his walk rate is up on the road, but it's still not high. He's walked uh, 14 guys at home in those 37 uh, innings, is it? And then 39 innings, innings yeah. and then 12 guys in 30 innings. Okay. On the road. So, so, so his walks per nine. Yeah. So that actually makes sense. So yeah, it makes sense for what I was just saying. They're down on the road, right? 12, 12 per thirty to for thirty. So he's and when you're when you're doing that, when he's not walking as many guys, to me that's 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 him over the plate too much, and and hittable. Oh, you're saying that's a good thing. I'm saying when his when his walks are up, we actually see he's strategically pitching around guys. We see a better CC, yeah, because they're more off balance because he has to be out of that strike zone. Um, What's you'll, interesting you'll that see the, walks his, up, you'll see some strikeouts up, and maybe at home he pitches more carefully because he has to because of the ballpark, and then on the road he feels more confident going after hitters, and it's just obviously not working out. Or there's something else going on in that he's just an older guy and. When he's not in his daily routine of driving from New Jersey to the ballpark where he's more comfortable and he's on an airplane and he's in a hotel room and all that kind of crap, maybe he's just not as good. That's real. That's a real thing, especially as you're, you're getting up there. You know, you have, a, you have a comfort level. You're doing your routine. You, you know, you're, you're seeing your kids and your family in the morning. It's just, it's just different. I mean, you could – different stress levels. There's a, there's a lot of things that could, that could be happening, um, but – you know, nothing that we could really dissect, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Do you care about this consecutive game home run streak that the Yankees are on? So the Yankees broke the Rangers record. They are now they hit one today on Wednesday too. So twenty nine straight games. Uh LeMahieu is on fire with the home runs. I know you're gonna get yeah. shit about that. How many does he have? Twelve now. DJ yeah. LM's up to twelve, 12 right? home runs. Yep. So yep, beyond I've, I've been saying it all 50%. along this guy I've been saying it all along. This this guy is a twenty <laughs> home run hitter. Um uh. But you're you're square you're square in my in my in my view now 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 I'm looking at Frank <laughs> now I'm looking at my 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 bet hey if I, if he tickets. breaks twenty I want him to hit fifty yeah exactly um <laughs> but this I like I, I I could honestly care less about this home run streak yeah I mean I really it's they keep saying it goes on I'm like oh okay it it doesn't do anything for me you know it's it's just a I guess it's a cool thing for some people to look at people like streaks you know. It's something they set a, a major league record. I mean, are the like twins, as far as home run records go, team home run records? Maybe we're not going to see seventy home runs um, like Barry Bonds and Mark McGuire and those guys hit. But as far as like more guys hitting more home runs, we're seeing so many team records. Yankees set the team record last year. I know for a certain amount of time, the Minnesota Twins, the Minnesota Twins, were on pace to beat the Yankees' home run record. Like. Are we just going to? I think there's. I think there's multiple teams right now on pace to beat that record. Right. Of last so year. is this? Is, is, are home runs now like passing yards in the NFL, where it's just like, oh, uh, Matt Stafford threw for five thousand yards because everyone throws for five thousand yards because everyone hits twenty five home runs. DJ LeMahieu can hit twenty home runs. No, you don't think so? Um, yeah. No, I think that's that's pretty. Uh, actually, a pretty good comparison is the is the uh, is the passing yards in the NFL. They don't play defense anymore. Um, here, the balls are juiced a little bit. I mean, it's they've they've pretty much proved that the balls uh, are, are going further. They've they're, proved they're the balls tighter. are different. So I know the yes. Athletic put out a study, like like a, a rocket scientist study about the baseballs. I didn't read it because honestly, it sounded boring. But too too long too long yeah. TLDR. Yes, I saw people tweeting about it though. That says they're hot. Two hundred characters I, I can deal with. 
The seams are lower. David Cohn's talked about about this on the broadcast. Yeah, how he couldn't grip him. He's just like holding the baseball. He's like, holy crap! Like I wouldn't be able to get the same grip on my slider and everything. So, um, the the seams are down. The balls are um, exchanged a lot more frequently. Right. Um, all those. Th- I think it's like twenty different, probably minor things that couple to more home runs. Yeah, so no, I, I mean, I don't think it's as big of a deal. I think it's um, I'm desensitized to the home run right now. As far as like a team record, it's it's you know, chicks dig the long ball. That's a that's a, a thing. People like it. It's fun to watch occasionally. Um, you know what gets but me you more know, excited? I I look at the other side of it and don't I don't like the strikeouts. So you know, I'll, I'll shake my fist at it. But but I can't complain this year because it seems like we got the best of both worlds. Honestly. Well, you know, like I like home runs are great and all, but like give me a two out RBI hit. Oh, yeah, DJ LeMahieu all day long. Give me a single up the middle with two outs and two men on, and it'll move a little bit. I mean, Glaber today, yes. no home run, just a base knock, scores the run from second, ball game. Yeah, and what, how the Yankees – so the Yankees' comeback was initiated by D.D. Gregorius hitting a home run, but then later in that inning you had Aaron Judge get a two-out single to score two. So – that is something that if doesn't happen, maybe the momentum just stays on the Blue Jays' side. So it's those sorts of uh, th- those sorts of differences that we're seeing in the team this year. Um, better situational hitting. We t- I think we talked about that last episode. We have a mailbag question. Um, yeah, we were talking about how you actually practice that or, or you get into that. Um, you know, improving that that the situational hitting. And you know what? Uh, I bet the Yankees two outs, runners in score position, things like that. I bet the nerds in the tunnel would say that the Yankees are coming back to the norm, that they were getting unlucky last year in those scenarios. This is not the norm. This is not the norm. These, these guys They're are the exceeding. norm for these players, the norm for what these players should be. I mean, DJ LeMayu hitting almost 500 is not normal. We have like, six, but collectively, we have like four guys hitting almost, four, almost 500 but, in, the, in like the, the 450s. Collectively as a team, they're hitting in the high 270s with runners in scoring position. 290, last time we looked at it was last episode. It as a team? 290, I think. Yeah. That's that's maybe getting a little lucky then. Possibly. Because I mean, the I'm nerds sure will say here. your batting average with runners in scoring position should be the same with nobody on base. Well, because the nerds don't understand sports. <laughs> the nerds don't understand competition and what it actually means to stand up there in a pressure situation and not feel the pressure. You know what I never hear people talk about? That the pitcher might also try harder when there's guys on base? And be more difficult. Well, do you know that that no, but that's not. But think about the other way. It, there's the pressure's all on the pitcher. Well, I mentioned that to DJ LeMahieu, where he's a guy who probably relishes those because he might understand. You, talk to him, you mentioned it. You talked to him. I, did what he did tell I, you that when he I, was going to? When we talked, you, said you about mentioned DJ it to him. Where he huh. understands. I, I'm probably repeating myself, but this is not the first time I've repeated myself in 343, 344 episodes. Um, I forget who said it. With the bases loaded. They said, the moment I realized the pitcher is in trouble is when my mentality changed. I'm not yeah. in trouble with the bases loaded. I have an opportunity. Right. The pitcher yes. is in trouble. The pitcher yes. is in trouble when there's men on base. The batter is on the offensive. He's on the attack. I can make something yeah. happen here. He needs to make a pitch to me. I, I see Some that. Some guys don't that look at me. it that way. Some guys think, oh, my God, I got so much pressure on me. I got to come through. I got to come through. That's a great mental switch right there, yeah. right there. Because flip if it. you could flip that mentally and get into the point where you're the attacker and you're not playing, oh, man, I have so much pressure. I got to get that guy in. Like, no, that guy's got to stop me from getting that guy in because there's runners on that he put on. It's on him, right. not me. 
You could bet, you know, 300. One out of three hits, you can get out two or three times and still be in the Hall of Fame. It's not on me. It's on him. So, yeah, I think that you flip that mentality and then you just go up there with a good approach, um, looking to make contact, you know, barrel up that ball, baby, and uh, good things happen. Uh, also, speaking of LeMahieu, I, I saw this tweeted out today that one of the biggest improvements he's made over last year is actually he's hitting much better against off-speed pitches and breaking balls. I'm not going to bore you with the numbers because there's a lot of numbers here, but just know his, uh, his offensive production against those kinds of pitches there's a lot of wobas, wobas in here. Wobas and expected wobas. His woba and expected woba are all higher uh, this year against breaking balls and off-speed pitches, which is which is good news. Not good news is the way James Paxton pitched today. And James Paxton in the first inning of ball games, thirteen innings, ten point three eight ERA, six homers allowed. There's been certain games that happened against the Mets too when I was waiting in line to get into the stadium. It's the first inning, and he just doesn't have his command. He's serving up meatballs. Like today, two walks to lead off the game, then boom, three-run home run. You're, you're totally taken out of the game immediately sometimes when he's on the mound. Yeah, I mean, the fact that he the, – the way that he started is, is – especially to get an, against an offensive team like Toronto – where you need to attack this team, you cannot be dicking around and like throwing a bunch of, um, you know, throwing a bunch of balls. You need to be aggressive, work fast, and that's. But that's when he's good. When he's aggressive and working fast and ahead, like, I mean, I know that's that sounds like an easy thing to say because that's probably true for most guys. But he does work quickly when he's on, and also throws a ton of strikes. And when he can do that. You know, he's got there are some guys stuff that just plays much better and is much more effective when you think it's going to be on the strike zone. Uh, he's not able to, to fight back in certain areas. Um, so when he's ahead, then he's, he's dominant. But if he's falling off like this, not finding his release point or whatever it may be, problems. Yeah. And, you know, and, if it's one of those situations where you got to go and, and and, you know, take another 30 extra warm up pitches to get your body in the right place to start sweating a little bit and to get in that zone, then you need to figure that out. But for whatever reason, he's not coming out um, at the top of his competitiveness and 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 and, uh, and, you know, pitching well and throwing strikes. And that's a freaking problem. This is such I mean, a when we see consistent numbers like this. Fix it. This is such a classic problem with starting pitchers isn't it this is like the most common of, of problems I mean go all the way back to Roger Clemens he had this problem Domingo Ramon had this problem last year James Paxson yeah. is having it this year yeah I don't know if it's more warm-up pitches if it's like that sounds so sim- your that sounds your, so simple doesn't that sound like such an easy fix I mean maybe maybe it's not maybe they have a set number of warm-up pitches that you don't throw more than that because that means that's less pitches you can throw in the real game but if it means not I mean, giving up a 10 ERA in the first inning, it might be worth it. There, there are These guys are professional athletes, right? They should know their body and how they need to, to get ready for a particular game. I am no professional athlete, but I can tell you about my beer league, men's league. If It, ta- it takes me like sometimes like a full game to like feel my legs and get my legs to a place where I'm really like at peak. You know what I mean? And I will warm up for a while, but if I don't take that time... I'm definitely up behind the, the eight ball. So if these guys aren't, you know, making sure that they have X amount of time and doing that every single time and getting everything ready, then yeah, you can have negative effects in the beginning of a, of a game. So I don't know if it's a preparation thing. It, to me, it seems like it honestly is a preparation thing at some point. And I'm not saying he's not preparing, like he's not trying, but maybe he's not doing the same things over again that are getting him to the place that he needs to be, or, or he's not... Um, you know, if your legs aren't underneath you as well, you're you're not going to be at your best competitively. And he kind it's of a, settled. Whatever in. the hell it is, he needs to fix it because it seems like it's fixable. 
Yeah, we've seen other guys fix it. It seems like it's fixable. When you start out a game shitty and then you can get into a game, it seems like that's fixable. Because right, he kind of settled That's in like today. you're not ready. And then the thing that kind of pissed me off equally as much as sucking in the first couple innings is the Yankees tie the game and then boom, next inning he gives up a home run again to Gurriel. Yeah. It's um it it, it is it is one of those things that's that's irritating, but you got, he just got let, he, this is a long season. I'm going to go cliche here, and, and I still got confidence that he is the, – the talent is all there. Like, the guy that we traded for is there. We've seen it. I don't know if these, these, these uh, you know, nagging injuries are, are an issue from day to day. You know, maybe it feels good one day and doesn't feel great the next day. That could lead to differences in the way that he prepares as well. I, I don't know. But when you see a guy struggling in the first inning and you see that multiple times because it can be sporadic and that can happen – uh, if you don't have your stuff, but when you see it over and over again, it becomes a trend. Something's something's up, whether it's preparation or mentality or whatever. Well, he got away. Didn't he, didn't he talk? Who did he talk to? He talked to um, Beltron. Beltron, call Beltron up again. Beltron told him he was tipping pitches. All right. Well, shit. Call up Carlos. See what he's got. The Yankees got away with a crappy start and a, and, and a blown save today. Where yeah. they didn't get away with it on Sunday when Hat pitched, but they did go nine and one in the homestand, like I said. But today's blown save. I mean, so many, so many bad things on the mound happened today for the Yankees. It's astounding they won this game. Thank you, Blue Jays, for sucking. I though give seventy five percent of that blown save to Britain and twenty five percent to Jonathan Holder. <laughs> oh, because of the trickle down effect. It's a trickle down effect. Think about it. Jonathan Holder on Monday can't get an out. That causes you to have to use Chad Green, which means Chad Green can't go two innings the night before. You had to go. Yeah, to, but Cortez Cortez pitched into a fifth inning, so you had. But this, but you had to go to Chapman on Monday, right? Which means he then he gave up a run on Monday. I think it was an unearned run, but he threw a lot of pitches. And then on Tuesday he pitched. He closed the game again, gave up another run, and threw a lot of pitches. So he's definitely not available on Wednesday to close the game. Had Holder not shit the bed on Monday, maybe Chapman doesn't throw so many pitches on Tuesday, and he can close out the game on Wednesday. Well, guess what? We got a guy that's been at an all-time, like one of the best seasons uh, as a closing pitcher in the history of baseball. Figure it out. How about you just close down the Blue Jays? How about we just get a clean, a clean save and just just end it? But he can't find the damn strike zone either. These all of these all of our relievers right now, they're. Major problem if there if there is a major problem, which there there really isn't. We we just went nine and one on a homestand. Let's not lose sight of that. But I want when, ten when, and zero, baby. I want perfection. But when um when you're not, it, it's going to those things are going to bite you if you cannot find the strike zone and the fact that these guys aren't like Adovino doesn't. He's struggling oh, with, with Adovino is walking so many batters. But but he also could pitch his way out of it, and Britain's not able to do that right now. Because he's not the same kind of strikeout pitcher that Canely and he's not even getting the ground balls at the same pace. No, no. So that that's why if he's walking guys, he's completely screwed. I wouldn't say he's completely screwed, but yes, he's he's in a, he's putting himself in a hole. He's not a good relief pitcher if he's walking guys. Adovino can still be a good relief pitcher when he's walking guys. I mean, nobody. Let's, let's just stop walking guys and you know figure that. That's out. like another. That's like another obvious like advice. Just throw the ball over the, over the plate. <laughs> throw throw quality strikes. <laughs> I mean, there are quality, quality balls. There are effective balls. Not if you're walking people. 
Not if you're walking people. They won't swing at them. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it's impossible to really complain o- over the whole homestand, the 10-game the homestand. They went 9-1. I, I, st- I stand by my opinion this was the most important homestand of the season because of what's coming next with London. It would have been very easy to overlook this Blue Jays series after you just took three out of four from Houston and drop a couple games against Toronto and then have to go to to London. They didn't do that, though. So it's a very impressive homestand. So, yeah, I'm not complaining. Yes, you're trying really hard to complain. But, no, it was. It was, I mean, when you're, when you're looking at, I, I remember, I think, the first year we did this podcast, it was a, there, was, there were like, you know, a solid six to seven weeks where like, this is the most important week <laughs> of Yankees baseball. Then the next week, like, this like really, Do you know guys, why? Because this is, they kept this losing. Is the most they kept losing, important. so we had to keep bumping it. The, this one is the most important. So yes, as we go further into the season, they become more important, especially when you have good teams uh, and knowing what's 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 on the other side of it. So you want to set yourself up. I'm happy with the way everything went down. You know, it, whatever happens in London happens. Like I don't even know what could happen. A, a million things could happen. They could get swept. They could sweep. They could split. To me, it's in the wind. You know what I mean? Like it's such a such a. A weird situation, the whole thing, uh, you know, it is what it is. But then they get back and um, and they're back to real real life again. So you ready? That's the important thing. I want I want no injuries out of there. I want no injuries out there, and really, that's what I'm looking for. You ready for a, a Mike Francesa on air moment here? So let's go through the schedule and see if we can find a, a more important homestand. After the All Star uh, break, they kick off a a homestand against the Blue Jays, the Rays, and the Rockies. Is that more important? It could be at that point. Then uh, they go on the road and they come back and play Arizona. And then four games against Boston. This is this is uh, during that whole big stretch of all those Boston games. Yeah, I'd say that one's more important. Arizona Especially and Boston with, is more important than oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tampa Arizona, and Houston before you go uh, play at that, London? At the moment, very very possible. Okay, so so late July, early August is the next biggest homestand. That yeah, we're I mean, see. you got to see what other people have done too. I mean, this is all situational. What if they have you know, like a ten game lead at that point? Still, you know, it's a that could be a big swing, could be a big swing right there. And then they play Arizona. Arizona handled us uh, earlier in the season. Then they play an eight game homestand against Baltimore and Cleveland. Huge, got to got to win every one of those games in Baltimore. My my uh, my predictions are on the line, so that's a massive massive week of baseball against the Orioles. How about this one? Six games against Oakland and Texas. That doesn't sound that important. <clears throat> No, it is. We have an event over that, on that Oakland series. So that one, they definitely have to win that one. That's important. And then when you're facing the uh, the effects of Lance Lynn, he's uh, who's having know, a that good guy's season. Coming, who's having a good season? He's coming back for some blood. Did you so, see? Yeah, so uh, Lance Lynn, uh, when I tweeted out these uh, statistics, had thrown a hundred innings. No Yankee starter had thrown a hundred innings, and he had like a three point seven FIP or something like that. He's actually having a good year. Lance Lynn was in my off season plans, if you don't remember. I mean, that's okay. That, if you were if you were a man, you would have predicted something bigger than that. Um, so you get, you want to predict a, a a reunion of Lance Lynn coming back to the Yankees and and being the saving grace? No, he got a thirty million dollar contract. If they're not going to add money for Dallas Keuchel, they're not going to add money for Lance Lynn. It was a ten million dollar per AAV, I believe, right around there. Oh, so, how much you know. was Dallas Keuchel? It would have been nineteen. Not AAV. Yeah, it was just prorated. Prorated. It's still AAV. And then the last one is LA and Toronto. That's not important. No, that one's not important. That one's definitely not important. Okay, cool. We found that. 
Speaking of who they might add to the rotation, I don't know if you were speaking about that. Oh, yeah, you were. Lance Lynn. Marcus Stroman said he's not afraid to pitch in New York. Just begging, begging the Yankees to trade for Hasn't him. he done this already? Didn't yes. we hear about this? Yes, like, he was did. Was it last year, the year before that, Thank year before you. that? I was going to bring that up. Yes, because he's from Long Island. He's talked. His quote is, I'm built for this. Anyone can say whatever, but I'm built for the bright lights. I'm not scared of it. I've never been. I take the ball each and every time with pressure on. I love it. This is a He's guy. He's got such a little who, man complex. This is a guy who, yes, he did pitch in the World <laughs> Baseball Classic, and he, and he pitched very well. But the World Baseball Classic is fake. No one watches. But that's but 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 to, but, but to be fair, we all fell in love with him. Then that's that's when Marcus Stroman made his, um, you know, made that leap up into like, oh, now oh, oh, he's from New York. Oh, this guy's big. He's a New Yorker. This guy, this guy pitched big. Let's get him on. He's from New York, too, and he wants to be here, and he can pitch under the big lights in a big moment. This is the guy we want. Yeah. That's when everybody fell in love with him. Yeah. Well, this is if he does get traded to the Yankees, which who, who even knows if he would because it, I think it's going to take Clint Frazier plus prospects. I don't know if the Yankees are willing to do that. Um, he, if he doesn't pitch well, my God, are these statements going to come back and bite him in the ass. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I just don't trust him, honestly. He flashes, and, and that's ironic. Well, because do you believe he was healthy? Tom Gordon thing going on? That's the argument, is that he wasn't healthy for the last season plus, which is why yeah, I mean, we that's weren't possible. seeing the Marcus Stroman, which we're seeing now, which he's pitching very well. He's got a 3 ERA, 3.7 FIP. He uh, is allowing the least amount of home runs per nine innings of any pitcher in, base, in the American League. I think that's, that is a very important... Metric, especially, I mean, Toronto's a good hitter's ballpark, but if you're coming to Yankee Stadium, don't give up a lot of home runs. That's key. What's his control? Free agent after 2020. Yeah, so, so he, there's, yeah. there's a little control there. Yep, you're getting him for the rest of this year, and then um, 2020, he's in arbitration. He'll get a raise in arbitration, but you still have him. Right, so, I mean, I know I've heard Cashman talk or whomever was talking about this, but you know, dismissing that Clint Frazier is even a guy that they want to trade unless there's a not uh, for a rental over said not for a controllable. Rental. Yeah. So if you're seeing controllable, you know, if you deem a rental for just this season, um, then he would fall under under the category of, yes, I would I would trade Clint Frazier for Marcus Stroman. Yes, he would. I, I think he would. But so you, are, do you think he's um, at all concerned trading Clint Frazier in division? I don't think they care about that, honestly. I really don't. I mean, yeah, Clint, uh, he's going to use it, and, and probably. The, but you know what? Like, I feel like they could. I feel like they could mess with him mentally and like throw him off his game. <laughs> like he's so, he's a really good hitter, but I feel like they they have they understand like that there's such a mental edge that you could get under with him if you really right. They'll to. just like, they'll just assign number seventy seven to like Mike Talkman. They'll do something. No, because that would piss him off and he'd rake. They just do. I don't know. I feel like there's there's like insider information where they could set They'd him They'd have up. like Instagram trolls commenting on all those stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Right, exactly. Like the nerds turn into social media nerds for like a week beforehand and just and just blast Clint Frazier. But no, it's. Uh, I think they would do it. I don't think they care about the in-division thing because right now, you know, they're obviously looking. They have, they have a, a window of opportunity and uh, and it's right now. So you need to bolster up and what's your what's your one thing that's probably keeping you from a championship and it's pitching it's not left field play <laughs> it's just kind of funny that marcus stroman is a a smaller build right-handed pitcher <laughs> haven't we seen that before 
Haven't we seen a smaller build right-handed pitcher come in here who's had Cy Young caliber seasons before? Yeah, we, but we also have one that's in double A right now who's lighting up the world, throwing no hitters and doing all sorts of things with, uh, yeah. with uh, Debbie Garcia. Like That's another guy to, to keep an eye on because you want to look at similar builds. Like He's, he's not a big guy. I think he's like 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, he's a small dude. Like Loisica, too. Um, but packs a punch. You know, he's got like that. There's been all these comparisons to Pedro. Um, so, I mean, there's there's some interesting things happening, I think, with the with, with what's happening in the minor leagues. But the stature, he's, I don't think they're really concerned about that, especially if there's only two years of control. Garcia is um, – no, I was just comparing him to Sonny Gray. Uh, Gar- I know, I know you were. I was avoiding it. Garcia, you to say it. that's like when I'm I'm trying to spell something, so my son Kemp doesn't. I'm like, uh, I'm saying, yeah. Bevan, are we going to go to the P O O L? She's like, pool. I'm like, what was the point of me just spelling it if you're just going to say it? Yeah. Like, I understand that you can spell. Can he? He's going to start figuring it out soon. No, he will. I know. And if you spell pool, it kind of sounds like you say pool. Yeah. There are certain words that are like that. You have to, you have to kind of catch yourself. Um, and then you stumble on a word and you're like, oh, wait, I don't know how to spell that. It hasn't happened yet. <laughs> Garcia is the Yankees' number four prospect in their system, but he's climbing the, the rankings. He, he's been the hottest rising prospect. I think Baseball America called him the hottest rising pitching prospect. Yeah, and I mean, the Yankees are, uh, have proved that they will, they will send a high prospect uh, out for a pitcher that can help them right now, but... Who's to say that this kid can't help this team out soon? Because he's flying through. Um, Justice Sheffield did not fly through any, any, any minor league system. He took his sweet-ass time. There were injuries. Like, there was a lot of things that happened there. I think they were at a point where they, they kind of knew what he was, and they didn't think he was going to be the guy that he you know, it was originally touted as. Um, and maybe that could still play into, you know, he could still play into that prospect but they're kind of right as of now but this guy seems like he's got electric electric stuff where he's got and he's flying through the system right now in double a um i mean he's seen guys something crazy like 22 batters in like 12 innings or something yeah he stupid. struck out 15 the other night with, with a combined no hitter in double a so the fact that he's in double a like he's he's within a shot he's close i mean they've we saw loisica come up loisica loisica was on the on the 40 was able to do it so that was um, that was a that was a consideration for that. So, but it wouldn't surprise me. I, I you know I saw this. I, I think I tweeted it out a couple uh, a couple weeks ago that it it would not surprise me to see him compete on the major league level this year. And then another guy that it has been rumored around. So Chris Moore, who uh, tweeted out Yankees targeting Luis Castillo of the Reds. I'm hearing 26 under control through 2023. He's had a breakout year. It will take young talent plus to get him. So Castillo has thrown 91 innings, 2.56 ERA. He's not giving up a lot of hits, but he's also walking a lot of guys. You're seeing that all over too with these young guys, man. The, the control is the issue, and I think Garcia, you know, he's been around for a long time uh, in the system, but walks any any young pitcher. You're going to see most times you're going to see the um, this you know, is their, their ability to not find the strike zone and that's when you get into trouble in the major league level this is not a guy that many fans me included had really heard of so i did research on him after the rumors were, were coming around do you think that fans are going to be upset if it's something like this if it's another move like this which we've seen before sonny gray james paxton we've seen these controllable guys that cashman and the team value something in their underlying analytics, but it's not the name. It's not the Scherzer. It's not the mad bum, which might be unrealistic and might not even be better. Who knows? Um, 
So I know Mad Bum is pitching better recently. The Twins are supposedly scouting him and interested in him. They've been talking, apparently. It seems like the, the Twins are talking with the Giants for there. him and uh, Will Smith, right? I don't Fresh know. The, the, they're, they're, <laughs> they're talking to them. That, that's been talked about for a while now, and, and it just depends on, on like, so what the they're Yankees actually going to be able to get, get from them. Luis Castillo, and the Twins go out and get Madison Bumgarner. Well, what is the reaction to that going to be? Well, I mean, I, I Castillo was a was a pretty top level prospect for, uh, you know, he's come up. He's there's been fanfare about him. I think Fair. that's a guy that would. But what is the reaction going to be? It's going to be outrage. Why? Because no one knows because who that Luis would be Castillo is, and everyone knows who Madison Bumgarner is. That's what yeah. I'm saying. I, mean, I guess I don't. They'll know who he is when he comes over and starts throwing BBs, or he and, doesn't, and starts striking out people. Yeah, I mean, I look. I think the reaction will be much more to the effect of how they pitch rather than what the name is going to be immediately. And also, why? Are because we what assuming? people will do, because what people will do is they'll go in and they'll see they'll like uh, Castillo if they if they don't know who he is, they'll look it up and they'll be like, oh, okay, he is somebody. Well, and, that's what I did. How many people have? How many people have not heard of ninety five percent of the people on the Cincinnati Reds besides the big names that were just traded there anyway? So it's it's not like the the Reds have been on any. You know, major level of of uh, you know publicity or or you know, it's not like they've been in any high leverage games, and I don't even know since forever. The Reds so are actually nobody pitching knows who well, they are. Though. The Reds were pitching well. Um, they're not doing well in the standings, but I know they were pitching well. Why why are we just assuming the Reds are going to give up a guy who's twenty six under control for four more years? No, I I mean I'm not saying that they are. I don't know even know this this report this Chris Moore guy. I didn't know who he was. He's a uh, Verified guy, he's, he looks like he was a play-by-play guy at one point. He works for the fan. Uh, so, you know, uh, I'm sure he heard something from somebody, um, whether it's uh, whether it's something that, that actually has legs or just really uh, talk under under the breath of another guy that he knows. Who knows what that is? But you would you look at him, you're like, oh, yeah, young guy. Um, the Reds are in a weird place. Like, they, yeah. they made all those trades. I don't know what the hell they were. And also, we were talking about this in the offseason. Like, I don't even know what you're doing over there. Because you're, 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 they were actually giving up some prospects too to get some of these old to get heads. Some of these old guys to, to bring it in. It was um, weird. They, they brought in Matt Kemp, right? And then they released him and they brought in Puig. Yeah. Sonny Gray. So the Reds have very weird. They're five games under 500, but they have a plus 44 run differential. Yeah, I don't know. They're, I mean, you, you look at all the moves and you're like, okay, that team's going to be probably middle of the pack. So what the hell does that do for them? Why, why are they taking on any of these contracts it makes no sense well so right so I what they, they have would be doing with problem. this move is maybe stockpiling clint frazier who can help them right now plug into their outfield and then a couple probably they're probably going to ask for debbie garcia or they're going to ask yeah. for some other pitching prospects maybe domingo herman or maybe jonathan loisica somebody to else to to prop up their rotation in addition to their everyday lineup that's probably what they would do they would they would uh they would try to bulk up on the uh, the amount of arms that they would have in their system so play the numbers game yeah, because what is Luis Castillo going to do for that team in that city in the next three years? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's uh, going to do it for you and me. And there's another half hour to go on this podcast uh, with me and JJ um, talking about London and all kinds of good stuff. You excited? Are you excited for the series? Um, I'm excited to watch baseball at a different time even though it's like not well, that 10 a.m on sunday that's kind of that's sunday's cool. the one yeah. breakfast so like baseball that- i think so i i have said this before because you know how the red sox on um when they the boston marathon it's it's um patriots day in boston they do an 11 a.m baseball game on a monday 
Okay. I think baseball should have maybe like an 11 or 11.30 every Monday through Thursday. One game, different team. Monday through Thursday yep. at 11.30? What else no is going would, on? But nobody would watch it. What are you talking about? There's a game on. Monday through Thursday? Yeah, one game. One, two teams are playing at 11 a.m. There's always a day game all, anyway. No one's gonna, more people, I think, would watch it at 11 a.m. I would throw it on in my headphones or something like that because it's cool. It's 11 a.m. breakfast baseball. Yeah, but it's not breakfast baseball on a, on a Monday through Thursday. You're at lunch. <laughs> uh, maybe it's if it's on a idea. Sunday and you're going for like a brunch thing, like I could see what you're saying, but um, you're losing me with the, the weekday game. The the I you know I compare it to we've talked about this a hundred times. Uh, you know, being on the West Coast and watching some football out there, like it's early. Everything's earlier. I like that. Like that's that would be if I were to live on the West Coast. To me, like the best thing about that would be watching sports earlier. Like I'm a big fan of. Of uh, of doing some some breakfast foods and and watching whatever the hell is on sports like that's cool to me yeah so yeah I'll do that I'll probably go out with my boys I think I'm already planning you know I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot some golf a little bit of golf early in early a.m. Sunday out with the boys Sunday and Before, then so you get tee off like you can play eighteen yeah we'll probably play eighteen you get but, off you like know, you seven, six thirty in the morning seven o'clock probably cruise we'll cruise. Three hours. Oh, yeah, you. yeah. We'll cruise three, three and a half hours. You know, maybe I missed like the first couple of innings of the game or whatever. But it's it's uh you know it's a good time. It's, see, to me, that's a great that's a great start to the day. Play a little golf. Go get some food with the boys. Watch the game. Perfect. All right. We uh, sleep the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say take a nap. Uh, all right. Call up the voicemail line. 646-480-0342. Light up those voicemails for the uh, what you want to see in London. What, what, are, what are you most looking forward to? If something crazy happens in the London series, call up the voicemail line. We're going to bring back voicemails for Monday's episode. Stay tuned for the next portion of this podcast, and we'll talk to you on Monday. We've got JJ on the podcast now. JJ, I uh, I was listening to your segment or to your episode today, George's Box. I listened to your show. That's very nice. I've never heard this show once in my life, even the ones you've been on. No, no, no. Why would I listen to that? That would far less chance of me listening to that. I'm like Johnny Depp. Like Johnny Depp has never seen any of his own movies. He says, you know, because I've already done enough damage. He's had to have seen at least clips of his own movies, trailers maybe. Yeah, I see clips. Okay. Okay. You still like listening to yourself? No. I, um. I used to when it was like a comedy. When I had a comedy show, just to see if like I said anything that was gonna get me fired at work. Um. But here, no. I mean, and I don't have a commute. I work from home, so it's like I'm not riding the train. I don't drive anywhere. So I, I tend to not really listen to much during the day anyway. So yeah. And then like Joe Rogan's just better than like me or you. So. You know, there's just a hierarchy of things I'd rather listen to. Did you listen to the Bob Lazar, Joe Rogan? Uh, no, I have not. Oh, man. I listened to that on the drive home from my bachelor party. And let me tell you, that is not the state you should be listening to that alien talk. Oh, man. Speaking of your bachelor party, I just want to say, like, shout out to Scott for giving you another chance, letting you stay with the site after 
blatantly disrespecting us and you know no showing on Saturday. A lot of people wanted to see you. I heard there was a chant. <laughs> I, I heard there was a T-shirt, although I couldn't see the lettering on it. Listen, AC Moore doesn't have like a ton of stuff. Apparently, people it's summer camp time, so all the good stuff for ironing stuff on your shirt is like pretty much sold out because kids are buying it to like make summer camp shirts. Right. Well, it's the first event I've missed. Scott's actually missed too, so I'm still in the lead as far as number of events go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it totally makes sense. I mean, he lives in Virginia. You could walk to the stadium. So, yeah. You're going to London. You're leaving tomorrow. as Well, today as people are listening to this. Yeah, I'm on a 9 o'clock flight tonight if we're pretending it's tomorrow. Land at 9 a.m. Uh, maybe get to go to my hotel. You know, it's like it's early, so you don't know if you'll be able to check in. If, yeah. n- if not, going to just shower at the airport and then drop my bags off at the uh, hotel and then straight to the stadium for the workout. Wait a minute. Uh, shower at the airport? Like, yeah. Do you like, have like... Like in a lounge. Okay. Like lounges have showers. I didn't know if you meant like you're going to wash your armpits in a sink like I've seen some people do. No, dude. I'm a married man. I have a wife. Like she's going to be there seen too. You how I, I've seen how you act at Yankee Stadium. So... Have, yeah, but like normally my wife's not there and like I'm not catering to her needs. But no, I have um I have a credit card that gets me a lot of lounges. <laughs> I have a good well, credit score, no big deal. It's uh you 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 pumped? I feel like this has been in the works for so long. We heard yeah. about London so long ago. Yeah, this is so like there were rumors about it for a long time and I was like, yeah, I'm definitely going. They could have I realized what it was is that I'm at a point in my life in terms of just like what I have going on, what I've going on with work financially, where like they could have played anywhere this year and I would have gone. Like if it was in Japan, I would have gone. If it was in Australia, I would have gone. London makes it a lot easier, but it being the first, you know, games in Europe, you know, that's big being a part of history or, you know, whatever. I mean, I'm not going to like collect dirt from the field. I might, but (laughs) There's if like they let you on the field, definitely collect some dirt. I'm trying to get on the field. I'm tr- pulling every. Str- There's not a string I have that is not being pulled right now. Um, right. But yeah, so I mean, I booked it in like November, if not earlier. The flights, like as soon as you could book the flights, I booked them. Uh, tickets weren't on sale yet because uh, I was trying to beat the rush of people who were like, "All right, I got tickets now, I can go." So you know, flights going up. Have you noticed like a lot of major publications? I was saw some articles on like New York Times, Wall Street Journal. I think the Post did something already bashing it because you know how anytime there's something new, they're going to find something wrong with it. And then like the, the, they're complaining about the stadium. They're complaining about the fact that people in the UK aren't actually going to be watching it because they've got other crap going on and like all this stuff. It's like, why do we have to take everything? As a, it's just the internet. I know the answer. It's just the internet is the internet, but we just take everything and complain about it. I'd get it if I could see it if we were losing two home games, but like these are road games. These are games in Boston where we're taking away their home field advantage. Um, I think complaining about the field is dumb because like the dimensions are longer down the lines and shorter in center field, but there's a wall there, but like it's nowhere near as dumb as the dimensions in Boston. Like that, that place is a joke. Um, I get that very much like Major League Baseball is making this about London and about the fans there. It's been very hard to get information about what's going on actually in London. Just today, I, I had heard rumors of like a workout day, but I hadn't heard of like a media day or anything like that. And just today, someone reached out and said, 
there's a workout, there's batting practice. You get like, they only apparently gave out a couple hundred of these tickets. And so they gave it to someone who's like a big Yankee fan in the area. Like, hey, get this to 50 fans. I'm worried that when I show up, like I, I'm supposed to speak in a British accent. Because these are not meant for like guys who grew up in the Bronx to be in London with like only 200 other people in the stadium. Right. Do you think that their plan backfired where they wanted mostly Europeans and British people attending these games and not New Yorkers and Bostonians? I mean, they said the breakdown was that 70% of tickets purchased originally were in Europe. 20% 20% America, 10% scattered other like throughout the rest of the world. And I don't know if it was just to like flip tickets because they don't really have a big secondary market. Uh, at well, least for they're like down. The prices are actually down. Yeah, the on, prices on, are like, lower. Yeah, yeah, no. I'm I woke up at five. Does that in the piss morning. you off? A, a little bit. A little bit. But like yeah. if the difference is like ten bucks in the grand no. scheme of a seven a, you know, a several thousand dollar trip. I needed to get these tickets to lock in. Like, I only have tickets for Saturday. I haven't gotten Sunday yet because I see them going down. And I might just buy, like, really good seats because the price makes sense. Although, I'm in, like, I wouldn't wait till the weekend. I would kind of, I would pull the trigger on that. I might do it tomorrow. Well, today, yeah. but tomorrow. Yeah. 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 Like, I think before Pod- I leave. Yeah. yeah, before yeah. I leave at, like, 3 o'clock, I'll probably buy tickets by then. So everyone go and just search tickets to jack up the price so JJ has to pay a few more bucks. Buddy, buddy, there's not a price that I'm not going to these games. That's what I said when I first booked the flights. Some people were like, but you don't have tickets. You don't know. They hadn't even said like what, when tickets would come out, what the process would be. And I just said, I don't see how I have flights to London. And, and, then no there's, a, and there's a price that I wouldn't pay. Like I'd pay, realistically, I would pay... I'd pay $1,000 a ticket to be in this first game if, like, that's what the market was. Where are your seats? So I'm sitting in the outfield in what's, like, the second level. But from the pictures, it looks like it's really just there's a walkway in the middle. It's not like a second level. I can't level. tell from these pictures. These pictures, they're making it difficult by these images. <laughs> yeah, I've, I don't think there's, like, I a I feel totally like you're going to get there, and level. it's going to be, like, the Sochi Olympics, and then there's just going to be half a toilet and, and shit like that. I'm fine with that. I could rock it. That'd be, that'd be good for us. That'd be better content. <laughs> that would be like, much better content. In the grand scheme of content, like, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, you need spectacular or utter disaster those are the two best best content things yeah and i think so there's the workout at the stadium and like i said my tickets are in like left center field supposed to be second level but it doesn't look like it's a deck so i feel like it's gonna be like good sight lines Uh, it'll be interesting to see but you also got to remember i for the first game especially i'm walking around a lot you know because i'm going i'm trying to film stadium meets i'm trying to you know in the grand scheme of content like create you know, something while I'm there. So Friday I'll be, I don't know what access I have or anything, but I'll be there for batting practice. Um, hopefully you get to like go on the field or at least like on like, cause there's so much foul territory. It's like Oakland. Yeah. So they could rope off a section. And then, yeah, I am going to bring a little baggie, like a weed baggie. Um, and then see if I can like get some dirt. I don't know <laughs> okay, what so I'll do so with that. Be in the weed baggie. I have a lot, like, I have I have a ton of Jeter dirt, like Jeter's last game. I have no idea what I would do Where'd with Where did you that. get that? Uh, Steiner Sports was giving, okay. was giving it away. They were giving away, like, things. I signed up with two email addresses, and then my mother-in-law 
and father-in-law got me. I have like a Jeter thing on the wall for his last hits at Boston and New York, and I have field for field dirt from both of those. Or maybe it's You're, just from some dude's backyard. Like I'm not checking. That's the thing. I cannot get on like the like the dirt memorabilia train. Like that means it literally means less than nothing to me to just look at a pile of dirt. Yeah. And not know what it is. I don't know what I'm going to do, but like if I can get dirt, I feel like I should just get the dirt. And then like yeah. figure it out later. Like I'll figure that back out stateside. Minimum, you'll tweet a picture of it. Yeah. I mean, look at this dirt that I have. Look at 112 me. likes, maybe 40 retweets or something like that. Yeah, for just like got fucking dirt, man. Just got dirt. Joe Dirt over here. But well, so they also have like there's a brewery that they're calling London Yards. And there's like food vendors and like food trucks. And they're very much trying to make it like Americanized. Like they're like, we'll have pizza and hot dogs. Like. So I, I'm going to go See, try to check that I, out. I actually heard you talking about that on George's Box today. Why? Why would they, like, what are they, they're trying to make it like a baseball atmosphere in, yeah. in but the like, U.S. But, I like, this that. place is not near the stadium. It is 20 minutes from the stadium. Because the stadium's okay. out in, like, East London, far from downtown. Because, you know, it's a stadium. Like, so they tend to be on the outskirts of cities. And it was so, built for yeah. the Olympics. Especially so it's London. Not like, London is so spread out. Have you, you've been to London before, right? Yeah. It's just ma- it's massive. Yeah. It's kind of like Los Angeles where it's just spread all the way out. And like the roads are all over the place. It's not like a simple grid system. You it's do, you're like renting Boston. a car? No, uh, in Italy. where And I'm going to Lake Como and staying down the block from George Clooney. Fancy. No big deal. Kind of a big deal. Okay. The Obamas were there this week. Uh, bougie. Yeah. You're just bougie. Yeah. That's how I live. So, yeah, uh, Keith's out there already. Um, he is he's going to Ireland for the day to, tomorrow, today, tomorrow. And then um, Friday, yeah, he'll be at London Yards. Um, I think we're both trying to make it to the bat and ball or ball and ball. I think it's bat and ball. The name I think it's bat bar. and ball. Yeah, it's a bar near the stadium. Uh, Bronx Pinstripes meet up. Uh, there's stuff on Facebook about it. So I think we're going to go try to check that out. And then go to the game. It's weird because, like, I've talked about this. I, I feel like I've talked about it with you. Like, I'm not a first pitch guy. Like, I'm never in a stadium for a first pitch. Like, I don't really care about being there for the first pitch. Even, uh, like, even like a playoff game? No, like a playoff game or opening day, like, you have to. But a regular game. Sure. You know, Saturday event. Like, when we have the BP events, like, Scott's always like, 625, everyone get going. You, but see, if you don't say that at 625, then it would be 8 p.m. and we'd all still be at the bar. Yeah, which I get. I'd probably still rock with. I'd have a great time. Um, but, yeah, but for this, like, I want to be in, and I have no idea what the process is going to be. Like, I went in Rome to a soccer match, and you have to go to, like, a certain gate. It's not like, hey, the most convenient gate's gate 6. It's a lot of time, like... Hold on. What's even say on these tickets? I have one of the tickets right here. I have to go bridge one, one turnstile G. No idea what that means. I have a feeling this is going to be like all-star game, World Series game type like security. Like This is going to be very annoying, yeah. like a very annoying queue to get through. It's a, Wow. Way to go European with that queue. Right? You um, liked it? It's a 6 o'clock game, and I feel like I have to start trying to go in by 4.30 at the latest. Yeah. Like, just to I, be safe. Because who knows? I may never get in. That's, like, the one thing I'm curious about. Because, like, obviously, the players, even though it's a regular season game, 
the players are going to have extra juice for this. How could you not? Yeah, it's like it's kind of weird too because like we're not getting Chris Sale. Like you know, right. you're just not getting like it's weird because you're still following a rotation. Like we happen sure. Tanaka happens to come up, so it's Tanaka's day. And it might even be C. They haven't announced anyone for Sunday, but I have a feeling they're going to go CC. You see, these CC said that one of the major reasons he decided to come back this year was for London. Yeah, I feel like he can just ask into that spot. And if they would, he he also lines up. It's not like they'd have to like. I mean, they'll bump Hap, but Hap has been trash. Yeah, and I think CC's earned that. And when you're already stretching out, like with these two off days, you're already like everything's thrown off. And then with the all-star break coming up, like the rotation's totally thrown off. Just kind of do whatever you want. I saw, um, cause, uh, I forget who tweeted this, but someone tweeted that Boone and the athletic trainers are having meetings with the players about how to avoid jet lag and like tips I mean, for flying. I mean, that makes sense. You gotta like, I need everyone. I would actually prefer if they tweeted out like organized times when everyone on that plane is getting up and moving around and just like stretching their legs so we're not getting blood clots. Because you could this I, is blood clots. Why are you acting week? like this is a flight to like South Africa? This is a flight. It's like a five and a half hour flight. It's the same as going to California. I know the time difference is worse, but time in air is not anything crazy. Well, it's a, it's a very long flight. Even on flights to California, like I'd prefer if they just. Stretch then. I don't trust this training staff with anything at this point. I know. Stan just goes back in the air. Yeah, I don't trust anyone. (laughs) They're chartering a plane. People don't feel, is what I'm saying, don't feel bad for these guys. Yeah, no, I mean, they're all in lay down, in lay down seats, and that's great. But like, I just, I I worry about everything with this team now, with their health. Because like, we're right on the cusp of, winning a world series and yes i am saying that in june we're right there we're basically we have a 3-1 lead in the world series right now that's the, that's the way i treat everything <coughs> not a 3-0 lead for game four no dude no because you know what we'll probably have a 3-0 lead and lose in game four on your wedding day because you're a piece of shit so I think that I am doing the entire Yankees fan base a service by having my wedding on the World Series because it is just my luck that the Yankees, who haven't been in the World Series since 2009, will be in the World Series the day I'm getting married. I have a question. Have you thought about calling this whole thing off? Leanne doesn't listen to this, uh, but no, I have not. Well, here's why you should. Because, not because of when the wedding is, but because I've met Leanne, she's great, and I think she deserves a man with a backbone who would say, you know what, babe, as came for the World Series, and I just feel at some point, like, you could be a little flighty on her, and she might deserve better. So that's just something to think about. Next time I see her, I might pitch the idea. What I've also thought about is that, um, so future anniversaries, always going to be a World Series game. There's, there, yeah. there will be multiple times in my life where I'm like, well, I, I'm not going out to dinner tonight. It's the World Series. No, that's what, you, that's what you think. Well, you do have the trump card of like, I did yes. the wedding. I did that's the like, wedding. Um, so her dad got married on his birthday. Wow. My parents got married on Halloween. Oh, that's kind of cool. They had a costume I'm getting married Hall- Halloween weekend. Yeah. They did it like on Halloween. They had a ho- it very much like took away from Halloween as a child. But this isn't my therapist. We'll talk about that another time. Um, yeah, I mean, that's going to be tough. Like, I totally get it. I got married, 
and I, you know, it was, it was SummerSlam weekend. And so, like, I couldn't go to SummerSlam. And then the next year, it was our anniversary, and I couldn't go to SummerSlam. And then the next year, anniversary, SummerSlam, can't go. wrestling? Yeah, yeah. And those were when you're they, 34, they were... You're a 33-, 34-year-old man still, still going to SummerSlam? Well, no, I'm not going to SummerSlam. See, you don't listen. I miss the SummerSlams. But you want to go to SummerSlam. Th- yeah, but now it's in, I think it's in L.A. this year. It was in the Barclays Center for three years in a row. So I could have just taken the train. Right. You're, you're missing the point. Well, the point is really that I you're welcome, Yankees fans, because it's gonna I'm gonna get screwed on this. But it's I okay. hope so. I hope so it's because okay. we negotiated a deal, and by negotiated, I drunkenly yelled at Scott that he should pay for me to go to Game Four, wherever it is. And really, just that's it. Like he should do. That. <laughs> that's it. That's I, all. You just, I, so you just want basically you just want a free ticket to Game Four. I don't think it's free. I mean, I think I've earned it. How have you earned it? You come in. You you get a podcast. I'm one of the hardest. You get a podcast, and you, hard, podcast and you immediately have issue with both me and Scott. You've said what multiple times. I have issue with Scott. I was ho- yeah. I was hoping he'd oh. be here to answer oh, yeah, questions. Yeah, yeah. You thought I forgot about that, right? You got an issue with Scott. Yeah. You got an issue with me. And you free ticket. You just expect I don't game four have, free ticket. I don't have an issue with you. My thing was someone asked me, one of my listeners asked me if I thought we could beat you in a fight. And yeah. I said if it was me and you, I gave an honest answer. I don't see what's wrong with that. It was I an could, incorrect answer. It was an honest, true answer. And then I just like as, you know, there's a lot of hard work behind the scenes and it's like, Oh, I'm going to, I had a bachelor party. Oh, I got a wedding. Like, uh, I mean, you're like the thumbs down guy, but it's just giving the finger to all of your listeners. No, and, and I, think, readers. I, think, I think most of the listeners understand and the rest are probably jackasses like you. That's see strong words, strong. All right. I see how we're going to be here. Listen, are you coming to the July event? Of course. I'll believe it when I say it. Cannot wait to be at the July event. I'll believe it when I say it. Um, you're not coming to London. I mean, that a great opportunity for you. You should have done your bachelor party in London. Yeah, that, that, you know what? That, that now, in hindsight, doesn't sound like a terrible idea. Where were you with these ideas six months ago? I, I wasn't a part of your life. But now I'm here making you a better man. Because you could have cut down... I saw you had like a good group of guys. You wouldn't have gotten all those guys. You could have cut it down. Some of those guys are probably dorks. So you could have cut them out. And See, then that's the you're thing. in London. We were thinking actually about going uh, like on a, on a big trip. But it would have removed half of the guys. And to me, that, that's not worth it. I'm, con- I'm constantly looking to get rid of half my friends. So I would have loved that. I don't uh, have that many friends really to get rid of half. I could tell. Last thing I want to talk about before I kick you off the show is your boy Clint Frazier is just not getting the invite. He is still in the doghouse. I, I can only imagine how upset he is because Stanton goes on the IL, which sucks. Stanton goes on the IL, but then he's got to be waiting for that phone call, and so, it doesn't come. So I thought it made sense to bring another outfielder when we had – Everyone healthy. When we just had Hicks banged up. Then you hear Stanton's banged up, and I didn't think he'd go on the IL. But I said, you know, you bring, the, you bring another outfielder as one of your extra – you bring an extra pitcher. You, I guess that, you know, they decided to bring Higgy. I, I probably wouldn't have. 
I, well, no, I that's just a, a reserve player just in case Romine or Sanchez gets hurt. Yeah, so I'm just saying, like, you, so you get to bring a 26th player and two other guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so then when you hear Sanchez on the DL, it's like, all right, well, like, obviously. Like, obviously, Clint Frazier. He's got to be one of those four. Because we're not. talking about pinch hit situations here. Like, that's really what we're looking at when you're bringing the fifth outfielder. Or if game one goes like 17 innings. Exactly. So I think everyone expected it. It didn't come. The Rail Riders normally put out their lineup earlier in the day than they did. Like they waited till the game was over. The Yankees made the announcement and then announced it. And listen, if you think, like this is 100%, this is a punishment thing. I think we can all agree this is a punishment thing. I mean, that's why Clint got sent down the day before Talkman. But in a game where Talkman didn't play and wasn't going to play, to be like, hey, here's a fuck you. And now they're just they're doing it again. I mean, I, it's unfortunate, but this relationship is beyond repair. And I think with what we've seen from the team, the Yankees are comfortable to say, Stanton's leg could fall off from this injury, and we're still good with what we have offensively to trade Clint and his, you know, to them, his attitude for a pitcher. Yeah, I think they're going to hide behind the guise of that it's a defensive purpose. Talkman can play all the outfield. No, spots. it's it's at bats. Clint doesn't need four days off in the next six days. We got to keep him ready. Okay, either one, either one. They're going to hide behind some of some excuse like that. But it is one thousand percent a punishment for not following their rules, which is why I said from day one. I don't Frazier, think it's even their rules. What are you doing? I don't even think it's following their rules. It's just like the etiquette of the job. It's not. Etiquette. I don't think it's yeah, even rule. Might not be the right word. I don't think it's you, Yankee specific. I think it's just like that's the common courtesy of doing this job. And also, the PR department told him to do something, and then he blatantly didn't do it. Yeah, yeah. So I I, I understand he he's got to be pissed off beyond belief, and I get it. He was hitting better than many many major leaguers who are still in the major leagues. Yeah. So. Talent-wise, he deserves to be in the major leagues. But it's clearly not just about talent on a team that's ready to win a World Series. That's the thing. He'll play every game for the rest of the year for Cincinnati or wherever we send him. You know, but unfortunately, you know, and I'm a Clint guy, um, you hope that – you never hope for an injury for someone, but, like, when you see, all right, Stanton's banged up, it's like, all right, well, maybe Clint gets, you know, the opportunity to come on this trip – and he says all the right things, and he gets in at bad and gets a big hit. Um, but yeah, I don't think you know. I think a big part is there's been no contrition in like anything that he's done. He hasn't said like oh, I messed up, and I think that's what they're looking for. And that's not him. He wouldn't mean it. So you know, he's the Dave Portnoy of baseball. <laughs> yeah, I do agree. Like you said, it might be beyond repair, which is a, a real shame. Because uh, I didn't think be- like even if he came on this trip, like it's got to be awkward. Like. What do you do? Refollow everyone on Instagram? <laughs> yeah, that's such a like. It's a thirteen-year-old girl move. Just have someone have someone in your ear saying, "Put the phone down and just go hit the baseball. Go catch the baseball." But yeah, Estrada's the twenty-sixth man. Talkman's replacing Stanton. Higgy and Chance Adams are the reserve players. And I was just thinking, like, to be one of those reserve players, to only know you're only getting on the field if someone gets injured, but you get to be part of everything. You get to travel with the team. You get to be in the clubhouse. You get to do the media. I mean, that's got to be almost, unless you're a starter, an awesome experience to just be there. 
Yeah. No pressure. Just be there. I mean, my dream job is bullpen catcher. Like being That's a bullpen catcher, maybe, but like maybe not now. But back in like the '90s, before there was internet, like you're with the Yankees, you're just on the Yankees. Like no one knows you're at a bar, you're talking to girls. Like yeah, I'm a Yankee. Now it's very easy to like know who you are or who you aren't. But yeah, I mean it's the same thing. Like oh, we could do a weekend in. I think they're in like Buffalo. The Rail Riders are like somewhere shitty. It's like I could do that or I could do London. I don't have to like on game days. I guess they sit in the dugout, but like they have to do nothing. They could they try to get like some kind of a workout in because they're pro athletes, but you know, it's a dream situation. Well, especially because I know one of the games they're facing Rodriguez, who's a lefty. So you're gonna you're gonna have to play either Gardner or Talkman. You're gonna start a lefty bat. Like if you're just talking about like X's and O's on the field, like it just makes more sense to bring Clint Frazier for his right-handed bat against someone like Rodriguez. Yeah. Yeah. So no, it is 100%. a complete it's a complete FU. Yeah, it's they're teaching him a lesson. And whether But he's he not bet- gonna learn the lesson, that's the problem. He he hasn't learned the lesson yet. He's not gonna learn a lesson. Yeah. I mean, you're not I'm not gonna argue with you there. I mean but the guy is who what he is, but I've said all along. He's what he's twenty four now. He's been a millionaire for six years. He has had no one like and yeah, he had like a Georgia religious upbringing so like there's probably some like uh like structure a lot of structure around that um but the guy's been mashing ba- baseball since he's like 12 years old you probably right. don't get a lot of no's there's not no, a lot it's of impossible that's like anyone who's on like a travel team who is kind of like marked as could go pro from a young age all they have is yes men in their life yeah it's and it's awesome um, <laughs> until you, until you don't get to go to London, ah, I don't think he wants to go to London anyway. But yeah, no, it sucks. Like he should be in London. Um, like this is a world stage. Like imagine what you think he had sneakers picked out for this. Yes, I'm sure they had like the British flag on him or like the London Bridge on him. A thousand percent. He's playing it. Um, oh, imagine uh, Clint threw some spikes on some Doc Martens and was just like, "I'm here. I'm very yeah. British now." Yeah. <laughs> That'd be yeah. sick. Um, yeah, I mean, it's he probably sick. had him picked out back in May. Yeah, I mean, I, I would imagine like something like this. You plan that far in advance, and like I could see because he gets a little immature at times. I could see him like taking scissors to them and just cutting them up and crying. Just Chris selling them. No, nah, yeah. I don't think he's crying. I could see him like breaking shit in an apartment in Scranton with like a host family because it's the minor leagues. <laughs> All right. You know, a lot of those guys live in, like, Scranton. They live above a funeral parlor. Yeah, see, you clearly don't listen to our show. We did a whole segment on that. Oh, all right. Dude, what did you think I was lying? Wait, before you let me go, let me just ask you a question. And I wish Scott was here. But you remember, and you know the background of this, that many years ago when I was with Barstool Sports, you guys had a shirt that said, meet me at the bat. And Mm -hmm. I commented that I really liked the shirt. Yep. And normally at that time, when I do something like that, whatever company it is just then gives me that thing. And then I tweet, look, I got this shirt. It's sick. I love it. Like, here's a link. I feel yeah. like that's normally a fair trade, right? Yeah. So the shirt never came. No. And it didn't come. And Scott knew what was going on. And thousand percent. He he said it to me after a fact. He may have in the moment told you, like, 
Yeah, JJ thinks he's getting a shirt. He's we had a whole conversation about it. At, oh, did he ask your opinion? No, because I, I, I think you and I probably we were... Had, we had met a bunch of times. And I think I, we had met I'd a few times. On, I'd been on the show. No, I don't think you had been at the show on the show at the time, but you, we had definitely been like tweeting back and forth for a little while. You and I had more of like an internet rapport than you and Scott did. Yes. Um, so I probably said, hey, JJ from Barstool was talking about the Meet Me at the Bat shirt. You want to send him one? And no, he's not, he doesn't send anyone shirts. Huh. Now, I just put out a stadium meets with Kelly Keeks. that's doing great. And I was wore the Meet Me at the Bat shirt. That Scott yep. now gave me that I joined Bronx Pinstripes. Yeah, well, now you're part of the family. Which is not for sale. And people well, are... got to sa- get it back up. And there. people are s- commenting, I need that shirt. Where do I get that shirt? So, in the long run, I was right. And I was just hoping to get Scott to admit that. But... Well, you're, you're going to keep hoping. He's yeah. never going to admit that you were right. Yeah, this would be another 20 minutes. But, yeah. Between that and, like... I really don't have, like... Bronx pinstripe stuff to wear like that says Bronx pinstripes while I'm making these videos in London. Um, and I just wanted to find out what Scott's issue was with why well, you you've been to now three events. That means you have three, three t-shirts. Those are very event specific. Like, you could, you could, you could wear the where's Andrew shirt. I might, I might <laughs> trust me. I might because people are going to want to know Yankees are playing in London. Oh, Andrew's got an excuse to take a trip before his wedding. Oh, his bachelor party was in Vermont. What, what do you even do in Vermont on a bachelor party? What are you guys just tapping into a maple tree and sucking out the syrup? Yeah, we, we went uh, elk hunting. Did you kill an elk? Yep, it's on, it's on my wall in the apartment. No, did you actually like kill one? No, we didn't go hunting. Oh, I, I, see, we, <laughs> you had me. <laughs> we rented a lake house and got drunk for three straight days and went golfing and had fun. All right. Well, See, strip strip club, strip club. Who like said anything Vegas. about a strip club? Who said no? But like Vegas? that kind of bachelor party, I feel like. First of all, my friends are all my age or up. They have f- three of them have children at this point, so it's just it's just. If my bachelor party was five years ago, it would have been a different story. But this I'm, is what we wanted to do. All right, I went to go see the Yankees on mine, but that's just me. <clears throat> Where'd you go? Chicago. Okay. White Chicago. Sox. White Sox. White Sox. Oh. I did yeah. go the next year. That's lame. I did go. Well, I don't make the schedule, and I wanted an easier flight home, so I didn't want to go out to like the West Coast to go to like Oakland. Like, oh great, I had my bachelor party in Oakland. I'd see. No, Chicago is definitely better than Oakland. Yeah. It, so it came down to Chicago or Houston, and Houston would have just then it would have been a strip club, you know, weekend because Houston's a big strip club town. Oh, did so, not know that. Yeah. No, and no state income tax. A lot of people want to sign with the Rockets. <laughs> all right. Very good, JJ. You're also going to be doing a lot of uh, like daily video content and, and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. So the game plan is provided, if you've noticed in our chat, our intern has not answered and said that he'll be editing these. Uh, yeah. I've not noticed. Every night when I get back, but he's talking in the other chat. He's getting on my nerves, Twitchy. <laughs> um, <laughs> Every night. I don't think people know about Twitchy the intern. Oh, he, they're going to learn in the video that I make on July 20th. Um, come out to the event, BronxPinstripes.com. Go to the fan shop. Come out July 20th. I put on a show every time. We get to make fun of Andrew as a whole section. It's great. Um, yeah, the plan is every night when I get back to my hotel, I will upload all the video I've taken for the day, and hopefully someone will turn it into a video and put it out across everything because... I'll be off filming more stuff again. Cool. 
Very good. Both George's Box guys, JJ and Keith, are going to be over there. Next week, we're going to get Keith on to do like a London recap. So you got the preview. Keith will get the recap. Should be fun. We'll talk to you guys next episode. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Make sure you find us on iTunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone. If you do like the show, we'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five-star rating and review in iTunes. It really helps us out and allows us to create more shows. We're on Twitter at Bronx Pinstripes and the same on Facebook. You can always find us there talking Yankee baseball. Thanks again, guys, for your support. Really appreciate it. And go Yankees.